0: Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season.
1: It's Bride Duck and Snowman, they come from San Ho, man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program is fantasy football.
0: Uh, Division rivals player, uh, Snowman's uh, a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, The Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A
1: mission to the top of the standings to stay.
0: What's up, everyone? What's up? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS on Snowman. With my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival, Bry Duck, Man, I just bought... I brought this thing. It's not a crowler. It's not a growler. They call it a prowler with a P. So it's a 32-ounce beer that I bought on the way home from work. <laughs> it's, it's 7.1%. It's called a Rough Start IPA, which is kind of funny because, you know... I had a rough fucking start when it comes to the studs and duds, so I need a rough <laughs> and, and, start. And you're
1: week one in our league. And, and also, week one. Also a rough start.
0: Hey, you know what? I'm I'm sleeping comfy in the bed, not on the couch, trying to trade the <laughs> wifey right now, and she just keeps slapping me away, but hopefully, hopefully. Uh, the, this beer came from 1870 Brewing Company out of Modesto, California. It, it's definitely not bad, and I mean, it's definitely a strong one. So I should have probably had this for when we did the tight end episode when we had to listen
1: to some Kittle bullshit all episode. Man, did you see uh, Kittle's not practicing this week? Not at all. Not yeah. at all. So that's that's a bummer, man. And And... I, I say it every year, you know, as much as I might dislike a team or something like that, I never want any of the players to get injured, Yeah. Uh, especially st- like stars of the league, right? Yeah. You know, those are the guys that when you're watching those games, that's what you're tuning in for. Exactly. And when those guys aren't on the field, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. So it's, it's, it would be a huge blow to the 49ers and also just to fantasy football in general if, if Kittle misses any considerable time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a lot of it also is just because they're playing the Jets. So I think Shanahan's like, OK, well, you know what? Like, I don't really want to risk him getting worse playing the Jets. Very so, true.
1: I mean, they could roll out their practice squad and probably beat the Jets. Exactly. So. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I think
0: that is something that we'll we'll get to when we talk about the questionables, doubtfuls and outs. But that is something that Kittle owners are definitely going to want to keep an eye on maybe even have to go maybe get a Jordan Reed or something off the quick off the waivers
1: for a week. Yeah, and that's that I mean that's a good segue into what we're going to be discussing in this episode. You know, uh, we're we're going to be talking about all the injuries that happened from week 1 um and and a lot of those guys that we're going to need to keep an eye on moving into, you know, this weekend yeah. uh, and also, you know, Thursday night football. So, um, you know, we'll we'll go over the questionables, the doubtfuls, the outs, the guys that, you know, definitely you want to uh, keep an eye on throughout the rest of the week. Uh, and then remember for, for the rest of the season, we are going to be dropping all of our episodes on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, so make sure you guys are tuning in and listening to the episodes to get your lineups ready for, uh, for each of the, each of those games um, on social media, follow us on Instagram and YouTube at fantasy football BS and on Twitter at fantasy FBBS on podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, ACAST, any of your podcast platforms you can find us at fantasy football bs um so make sure that you guys go on there subscribe to our channel uh that way you guys get notified every time we drop a new episode
0: absolutely absolutely i mean that's a long-winded intro man you got you a like lot of stuff.
1: Man, I, and, I, and I practiced that. I rehearsed that. And I'm totally lying. I never rehearsed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds pretty smooth, right? I mean, when we were hey. doing
0: our first couple ones, man, we sounded real bad. <laughs> Those of you but that hey, stuck man. around.
1: For for uh for you know this episode, it was one of those ones where you start going through some of these rosters and combing through some of the leagues, and man, I got a guy in my league who is riddled with injuries. He lost Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell, and Kittle all in the same week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are the episodes that a, a, a lot of my buddies, at least, uh, that are listening are, are paying special attention to because this is where they get to hear, you know, those waiver wire ads that we discussed in the last episode and, um, you know, guys that they need to keep an eye on. So um, I definitely think that this will be one of those ones that uh, is going to be extremely important for, for the listeners to to pay special attention to.
0: And by the way, on top of that, dude, did you tell your wife to pick up Russell Gage?
1: so this morning she comes to me and she goes who's gauge and i was like why and she's like i don't know it said i had to drop this guy because he uh tore something and this guy has a bunch of ads next to his name and i looked and he had like sixty-two thousand ads or something at the time i was like oh people are catching on yeah so he was like one of the top guys that started trending and i was like yeah i'd pick up gauge and then i told her to pick up someone else too was it like snell or something uh yeah was it snow yeah yeah i think it was snow um i was like yeah pick both them up because she had a uh, uh harris from the patriots who went on ir so i was like yeah you know i think you're and, and that that increases some value for white right i mean yeah I, I instantly went and looked and saw who was who was the uh owner of james white and i was like okay i might have to make a move there <laughs> and Man. i know i was trying to I know we were trying to make some trades all day, man. I, I, you know, you know, you want Deshaun Watson. I, I you, do. You know, I you do. want Deshaun Watson.
0: I'm, I'm trying to get Matt Ryan, or Josh Allen from the wifey right now. That way, Josh,
1: I... Josh Allen, I think would be a good one. Uh, you know, I have him in, in in my other league, so I think he's a he's a good a good choice. Matt Ryan, you know, he definitely will throw for a ton of ton of yards. So that's what you're looking for.
0: I mean, we do have that bonus for if you hit that 300 yard mark. So and we... he's.
1: Going to do that consistently because they're always going to be playing from behind.
0: And I, I was trying to think maybe I have Calvin Ridley trying to do that double. You got that quarterback wide receiver connection right there, kind of like the DFS, and see if I can possibly swoop up on some double points from just having Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see. That way I can keep Aaron Jones and don't have to give you Aaron Jones. On top of <laughs> Clyde edwards Hilaire and Kenyon Drake, so <laughs> is,
1: that, is that what you're worried about? <laughs> I mean, I can't
0: just give you the three-headed monster over here.
1: In <laughs> this, in in our league and in my other league, you know, I get faulted for having too much depth at wide receiver. And it's because in those middle-of-the-pack rounds where we said there was a lot of value at wide receiver, I just went wide receiver like four or five rounds in a row Yeah. because I was like, I'm going to take all these guys, and you guys took running backs early. Eventually, when are you guys going to have to pay up? Yeah. You guys are going to need some wide receivers. I've got them all on my bench, and I need some running backs. Let's make a deal. And so, that's where the
0: wifey's struggling, right? Because she has Michael Thomas, who's now on— We'll talk about him a little bit later. And then also OBJ getting a little scared from that. I have Cooper Cup. I have Michael Gallup. I have Calvin Ridley. I also have Stefan Diggs. So I got four wide receivers that can can easily be dispersed as trade bait.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and, and that's that's one of those things that we discussed, you know, it's it's really good to build that depth so that way when it comes to making trades, you have the ammunition that people are looking for, right? So if somebody, if you're looking for a running back and you find a team that has, you know, maybe they don't have any wide receivers or any depth at wide receiver, yeah. and you have a ton, and they've got some running back depth, there's a there's a possible trade candidate. So that's when you start making those negotiations and try to start making those trade offers. Um, And, and early on in the season is honestly the best time to do it, because the, the later on in the season you get, the more people know what they've got. Yeah. So it makes it a lot harder to make trades. Whereas those first few weeks, you can still kind of convince people that, hey, he might have just hit lightning in a bottle. It's a gamble. And it yeah. is, you know, it really is. You know, uh, you might trade for someone who the next week, you know, either gets injured or, you know, just doesn't perform the way that they, they had been in the past because, you know, of a certain situation that might have, you know, provided them them more opportunities. So <laughs> Um, definitely if you guys are looking to, to make trades, anything like that, if you guys have any questions, like we said before, DM us your, your questions, um, we'll try to help you guys out with those trades. Cause I know I've been getting hit up left and right. Literally my phone probably has been ringing off the hook for like the last two days with just, Hey, this trade offer, Hey, this trade offer, Hey, this waiver wire. So we're loving it. Um, keep, keep DMing us and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get you guys those wins this week.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's a great segue and always don't want to forget to to shout out our sound engineer. All right. All right. Thank you for that one. Here we go. Talking I was I- bumping, man. I know. I know. <laughs> we <laughs> We bump it over here. We're dancing over here. We're just we're we're just so excited to give you guys this content every single week. And I think that 7% beer is already kicking in, and we're only eight <laughs> minutes into the episode. So let's do this. We got Thursday night football. Now I know we're looking at Thursday night football, seeing the Browns play the Bengals. Who are we looking for? Bryduck, can you trust? anyone on this browns offense
1: trust no pray and hope and you know throw out your uh your hail marys sure um you could do that chub owners are, are scrambling right now and, and and i i i feel the pain because in my opinion you look at what hunt was doing as the the second second string running back and we more productive yeah uh, more explosive uh, and just quickly and early on in that game you can tell they just started leaning more toward hunt plus they were playing from behind and that's kind of where hunt hunt shines um so you know they're were, they were doing a lot more passing and he's more of the passing running back that that goes in for for those sorts of situations so um definitely something that i would be worried about as a chub owner uh obj i i, I still, I'm still hopeful for OBJ. I'm hopeful for OBJ owners. I haven't had OBJ on my team in the past three years because after his antics in New York, I was like, "Eh, I'm not going to even, I don't, I just don't trust those divas. Right. You know, yeah. I don't want to get burned like the, the guys you got burned last year by Antonio Brown, you know, drafted him in the first or second round. And the guy doesn't even, you know, he plays one game with the Patriots, didn't even play with the Raiders. And, you know, you know that whole situation. So um, it, it's it's one of those guys that you really hope because he has so much talent, he can, they can get it together. Um, I just feel like, and we've said it before, that Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry just have better chemistry. They do. For, what, for whatever reason. Uh, but if you look at the targets for OBJ in last game he had a lot of targets um you know he had uh, 10, 10 targets and you know i think he caught two passes so if you look at, if you look at his stats not not satisfying to the eye, but if you look at the targets, you know that's opportunities, and that's what we discuss. You know, had he caught, you know, seven or eight of those passes, we'd be having a different discussion about Odell Beckham today. No, so, absolutely. You know, I I think the volume is still there. They're still trying to get him the ball. Um, so for my OBJ owners, I I say, you know, stay patient, um, but. If you are on the flip side of that, uh, you might have an opportunity to really buy low right now. So if you're looking to trade for a wide receiver, you could probably trade for obj right now for you know pennies on the dollar as far in terms of you know where he was drafted.
0: Well I mean so, I swooped him off the waiver waivers in our league, right? I mean I
1: could not believe that you texted me that someone dropped him. Yeah. I was shocked. It's one week people.
0: Like it does, it officially doesn't go until Saturday, so I can't even use him tomorrow if if I got him. But I mean, I had Mac, Connor, Phillip Lindsey, right? All wow. three running backs got hurt, just like your buddy did. So I went on total freak mode, and I had my waiver claim like lined up. I had Snell, I had Hines, I had Edmonds. Brown, I had Edmonds. And I got three of those four, and I was like, okay, well, I don't need Edmonds, right? Because I got Hines, and I also just got Snow. So if Connor's hurt, I can start Snow. I can start Hines because it looks like he's going to be a similar Austin Eckler type of type of guy this year, hopefully. Now, dropped that. Couldn't get OBJ until Saturday, so what I did was I swooped Russell Gage, but. Already put the claim in for OBJ just in case because I need a wide receiver as well. So yeah, if,
1: and that's a, that's a, that's a good move. That's a good move.
0: And in that league, I'm a I'm a four bench spot. So my kicker is the same
1: bye week as my tight end. See, I mean, I guess that makes sense if somebody dropped OBJ and it's a four bench league because the bench spots are so hard to come by and you don't want to give up your bench spots for guys that you're not going to even start ever yeah so if, if he has wide receivers that he felt comfortable with to ride with through the rest of the season I don't knock it you know with a short bench league it's hard you got to make some tough decisions um there was a lot of times last year in our short bench league where I was dropping guys and I'm like man why am I dropping this guy and then like Miles Sanders I had to drop him one week because I needed a spot because I had bye weeks and injuries and everything going on so I was like. All right, Miles Sanders had he hadn't hit yet. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, he just hasn't really done what I thought he was gonna do. Yeah, you know, I'll just I'll just cut him. And then the next week, sure enough, he hit and he was off the waivers and gone. Never saw him again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely one of those ones where you got to be careful. What about uh, what about Joe Burrow? Joe burrow looked good um you know I think that his poise in the pocket looked good his teammates seemed like they trusted him back there um you know they were, they were picking him up off the ground they they were really trying to you know uh, in my opinion make the kid shine the best that he could with what they got um they I mean, really ha- they had that game man they had that game. That stupid kicker. I mean... You know, we're AFC West guys here, people, so if, if you're playing against the Chargers or the Chiefs, we're definitely rooting for you. Yeah, um, come on. So I was, I was a big Bengals fan on, on Sunday, and I was <laughs> so upset, man. And I, I went straight to Twitter, and I just started reading all the tweets, and it was just i will just cracking up. The people are just blasting that kicker, man. Like this guy better be <laughs> packing his bags tonight.
0: I mean, he, um, he did have a Joe Burrow did have a, a late fourth round interception, but he also had that game could have been game drive. Yep, and he put him in that spot. So that's that's showing something as a as a rookie QB to be able to take your team and be able to run that two minute drill essentially and and get downfield to to at least set your team up to go to
1: overtime but yeah the... not only that he, he had that uh that 23 yard scamper for the touchdown too yeah
0: yeah you know? no he, he's it, got some wheels
1: actually he a, a, a shocking stat from that game is he had almost 50 yards rushing in that game yeah um eight attempts so it's not something that they're you know shying away from it seems like it's part of the game plan it uh, might be so, something
0: that he could be uh, in a, maybe next year or maybe the following year after that, we could be making comparisons to a Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. That's what I was
1: just going to say. Yeah. Sneaky kind of fast situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And no, it, absolutely. Uh,
1: that sneaky athleticism that a lot of defenses don't really game plan for that for him because they don't really anticipate him to do that. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, you know, if he's thrown for two, 250 yards and running for 50, he's going to be really valuable. So um, a guy to keep an eye on, um, I think in, in deeper leagues, 12-team leagues, uh, two quarterback leagues. Obviously, Burrow's a guy that are, is probably rostered in those leagues. 10-team um, leagues, he's pro- more than likely in, in waivers right now. Um, so if, if you're in a, a smaller league, 18, 10 team, 10-team leagues, uh, keep an eye on him. You know He might hit down the road, and he might be a guy to keep an eye on for, for your team or uh, dynasty leagues. And, there you go. And Things yep. like that. So. You know, just keep an eye on them. These young kids are, are the ones that uh, you definitely want to put on the watch list.
0: Absolutely. And the there were there were no injuries to, to report from this. So every, everyone's healthy. There's no questionables, doubts, outs. So all, all of these people, unless they have a, a freak accident going in to the out of the locker room tomorrow, uh, James Conner, maybe type
1: of. <laughs> how, do you, how do you let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Joe Mixon? If you're a Joe Mixon owner right now, how are you feeling?
0: I got a little scared. I, I I was a big Joe Mixon fan. I got a little scared when that migraines came out. I know a lot of people were like, oh, he signed his contract, and now he, he started practicing the day after he signed his contract. So I didn't put much into the the migraines of everyone saying, oh, he doesn't have migraines. He just wanted a contract. I don't know. I think when migraines comes up, I think that's a, a scary term to hear because of the Percy Harvin. Now, is that gonna be a similar story or now is Cincinnati just gonna be with the Joe Burrow? are they gonna start throwing the ball a lot more because they have that first pick and they want to start using them are they gonna be behind I'm a little scared right now if I'm a Joe Mixon owner not as scared if I'm a Connor owner right now of course but if I had Joe Mixon I'd be thinking about wanting to sell him right now to see if you could maybe trade him to a team that needs a running back that may be able to give you two players that can match and capitalize on building your roster a little bit better by possibly a poor season coming from joe mixon
1: yeah i feel like if i'm a joe mixon owner there's two things working against him here he's on a shitty team with a terrible offensive line and that's number one and number two is there always going to be playing from behind. Yeah. So he's never really going to have that opportunity to get into a groove of just being able to run the ball. Um so I think that's the two things that for me it's just it, it's it's too much working against him for him to have any value for me. Um you know, I've ha- I've had people offer me Joe Mixon in trades and I'm, and I'm like I know that a lot of people value him as like a first second round guy. But for me, it's just it's it's a guy that I would have on my roster, and I would be scared to start week week to week, not knowing yeah. what you're gonna get. He has all the talent in the world. He's just on the wrong team. Yeah, um, and it's really unfortunate. You know, there's a lot of players in the league like that. You know, he's not. It's not you know, uncommon to be put on a, in in a bad situation and be, you know, kind of having your, your career dwindle away year after year, because you're on a dying, dying or because you're a part of a dying organization. Um, so I I think Joe Mixon, if, if you are a Joe Mixon owner right now, if you can try to get rid of them, um, for as much as you can right now. Uh, that's my advice for for joe mixon owners and chubb owners i would try to sell now while you can Um, or you know if you feel confident you can hold on and see what they're able to produce but i don't know it's just those ohio teams man they're just bad it's just cleveland you got cincinnati i mean they're just they're just not doing very well so um, they're terrible yeah they're terrible. Pretty sad because Cleveland has such a talented roster. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Now jumping into, into Sunday games, we actually have a qu- quite a big list. I think all but one on our injury report this week is actually all Sunday games. So there is quite a bit here on Sunday. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, the only reason I, I wanted to have us have him on the list here is just to let everyone know that he's full go. He's... He hasn't he's no longer listed as questionable. He sat out week one. I, I think they possibly thought maybe, oh hey, we're pl- we're playing a crappy Washington team. We'll be okay without Miles Sanders. Philly didn't didn't go that way,
1: obviously. They got smacked in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Washington when, team. Wentz got sacked like eight times, I think. I know. I know. Oh man, they were just crushing him. That that Washington D line is no joke, man. They got like five first round draft picks on that D line.
0: No, absolutely. That's something that you got to watch out for.
1: Is no joke. Like that is a a very very talented and underrated D line.
0: And not that you're going to change out your quarterback because of having to face that D line type of thing, but just kind of expect that you may be if you have a running back going against Washington, they may have a little struggle. Uh, also may have, if you're in a league that you have minus one point or whatever it is for sacks, then just know that you might have to account for those sacks because Washington's D line is no joke, very underrated. What, uh, what are the other running back, uh, questionables, doubtfuls and outs for us, Braddock?
1: So still, the 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 biggest question mark out there is James Connor. What the hell happened, and is he going to play? Um, you know, Tom, you know Tomlin. He likes to play his games. He's not going to tell you anything. You're never going to know. So you're never going to know whether or not you want to pick up Snell or not. And he just plays all these games that makes it really tough. And uh, he he definitely
0: I, holds his cards very close to the chest. He does yeah. not
1: like to to tip
0: anything off. But I think as fantasy owners. We all know something's up.
1: So, yeah. Be, be and, careful. And, and I think the big thing for for James Conner too is even if he does say start the game, is he going to finish the game? Yeah. Can you tr- can you trust the guy? You know, if you're down by you know 10, 15 points and he's your last player to play in the week, you know, are you going to leave him in your lineup because you don't know if he'll finish the game? Yeah. Um, so that that's one of those situations that i I say keep an eye on uh if you were lucky enough to go and get snell to to be your handcuff you know kudos to you and i commend you for for uh listening to us hopefully and and going and swooping them up but um next one up is philip lindsey another one that if you are a philip lindsey owner I would be extremely concerned because it's diagnosed as turf toe. Yeah. Um, and when I hear the words turf toe, my you know hair on the back of my neck stands up and it just reminds me of the Charles Woodson days and all the turf toe issues he had when he played for us. And anybody who's ever had turf toe, especially if you're in a skill position where you're having to do a lot of cutting and getting in and out of your breaks, I mean it is it, it'll just it, it'll completely you know debilitate you so it's th- like a that's hamstring of, issue as a wide receiver it is and, and especially for a running back i mean yeah. that's your whole your whole job is to to be making cuts so yeah. you're juking and it makes it really difficult to do that especially for a, a, a running back like like philip Lindsay. um so very concerned if i am a Philip philip lindsey owner Le'Veon bell Uh, Placed on IR. uh, Hamstring out at least three weeks. Uh, Go scoop up Frank Gore if you need, you know, some depth there. Um, Looks like he'll be the bell cow at least for the uh, the immediate future. Uh, And then you have Marlon Mack, obviously with a torn Achilles. He's out for the season. Um, so he's been placed on IR as well. So if you have Jonathan Taylor or you were able to go and scoop up Naheem Hines, uh, you're in good shape there. I think both of them will be extremely valuable moving forward. Um, so those are th- that'll wrap up the uh, running backs.
0: Absolutely. Now going to the wide receivers, uh, the biggest notable, of course, is is Michael Thomas, who is uh, officially out. They're officially saying that he's going to be out for several weeks, which is, is pointing fingers to him possibly going on IR. Now, I know he's a tough guy, wants to play a hurt, but, I mean, he could hit this IR very soon.
1: Well, with that one, it was funny because it came out and they were like, high ankle sprain, uh, likely to play Monday night against the Raiders. And I was like, high ankle sprain, likely to play? (laughs) I was like, what kind of bionic man do they think they're going to roll out there? And sure sure as shit, you know, Michael Thomas probably thought like during the game when his adrenaline was pumping, like, yeah, I'll be good to go. And then next morning he woke up, his ankle was probably swelled up like the size of a balloon, and he was probably like, "Mm, maybe I wasn't you know, maybe I was being a little bit optimistic there. (laughs) Um, Anybody who's ever had a high ankle sprain, I tore my ACL. I was walking around. I didn't even know I had a torn ACL Um, until the next day until, of course, adrenaline pumps in or uh, stops pumping. But, uh, you know, high ankle sprain couldn't even walk. So high ankle sprains are one of those ones where it, it is no joke. And I will tell you the timetable you're looking at. Four to six weeks minimum. Yeah. Four to six weeks minimum. No matter what anybody or any report you are reading is saying, if you are a Michael Thomas owner, you need to be scrambling right now because you're looking, I guarantee you will be without him for at least four to six weeks. Yeah. I can, I can guarantee you that right now. There is no way you're coming back from a high ankle sprain earlier than that. It's just, it's just not humanly possible. Um, especially in a position like a wide receiver he's 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 a skill position you got to be able to cut um you know it's just one of those ones that i i was laughing at when i saw that and they're like gonna play against raiders i was like then when i first read it i was like then he didn't get a high ankle sprain (laughs) 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 and then they came out and they're like yeah yeah he's probably gonna be out for a few weeks and i'm like yeah that sounds more like yeah that sounds about right
0: now I, I I think Drew Brees will still be all right without Michael Thomas playing the Raiders, but it's definitely something that, as a fantasy owner, you're kind of hoping that they kind of put him on IR so you can put him on your IR and, and swoop him scoop some up. and you don't have to drop him Otherwise, yeah. you got a bench bench spot wasted because you're not going to drop Michael Thomas. And I, and I
1: hope you guys listen to our Emmanuel Sanders sleeper. Yeah, that because yeah. his value just skyrocketed. I know my mom did gosh uh, man. i know and she drafted him way too early though yeah <laughs> i was so i was so mad i was like cool i'm gonna get manual between like ninth and eleventh rounds you know i had him on my thing and all of a sudden it was like sixth round and manual Sanders goes off the board i was like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte? you're messing my shit up <laughs> i
0: know i know i'm next year we're just gonna be like hey everyone her
1: team is her team is so stacked you can tell she listens oh my gosh oh my gosh her, she's got an all-star team man i'm like I, I, I go through the roster and it's like you, your wife and your mom are all the best teams and I'm like, What the hell? <laughs> and that's then Brian something. too. Oh, that's like, something what the we hell, gotta
0: man? We gotta we gotta take a picture of that of that lineup, shoot it out and say, Hey beginners, you wanna get into a work fantasy league or get into a fantasy league with your friends and dominate? Listen to us because this is the type of roster you'll be drafting and they'll be looking at you like crazy. My wife's oh, best yeah. friend she goes into work, talks fantasy football with her co-workers, everything like that. They they think she's a prodigy. They're <laughs> like, oh, my God. That is a huge, great tip. They've been picking up players. They drafted these players. And they're, like, coming and thanking her. And they're like, man, you need to get in our league. And she's like, L- little do they know. Like, I listen to you guys, and you guys it. are making me look good. So go, going on to the next one here, we got Chris Godwin. Just entered concussion protocol. Today, so, so he today.
1: practices Monday. He practices Tuesday, and no all symptoms. Of a today and then... comes around, and it's concussion protocol. Yeah, from the league. Yeah. So my question is: Was it mandated versus, or was it mandated based off of them watching the hit? And then they decided, as a league, that he needed to go under concussion protocol because he was showing no symptoms. No and symptoms. And as far as as far as I've read, still is showing no symptoms. Yeah. Which is so, why it's
0: kind of like. He's why he's listed as questionable, even though it's Wednesday by Friday, you'll, you should have your answer, of course, but it's something to keep an eye on because
1: definitely uh, an eyebrow raiser And one of those ones that makes you kind of get concerned um, because concussions are one of those ones where if you have a concussion early on in the season, it's bound to happen again. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. And uh, this next one as well is kind of, kind of a worrisome as well. Devontae Parker. Now, he's listed as questionable with a hamstring. He was limited at practice today, on Wednesday, excuse me. Uh, he missed the second half last week in week one. So it's already... he He's not your Michael Thomas's, your Devontae Adams, that if he's kind of lingering from something, he's not going to still be that superstar. He He's... He's already at that level that he needs to be running on all cylinders, healthy for him to be put into a good situation there with Miami. So, unfortunately, that's a that's someone that you may want to think about scrambling as well. But if you're starting Devontae unless you're if you're starting Devonte Parker as your wide receiver one or two, then you're you're probably either stacked or in a very deep league because uh, I don't see many leagues where Devonte Parker is listed as the, the wide receiver one. But uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, again, with a quad, in, quad injury, questionable, limited on Wednesday. I, I think it's safe to say for this week coming up that even if he does play, he's probably going to be on a limited basis like he was Thursday night football. So it's, it's another thing that you may just want to have him on your bench, have someone else play, just to kind of see how that, that progresses. Uh, Kenny Galladay, hamstring listed as questionable. Now, good thing about him is he's he was limited on, on Wednesday, but we won't have, because he had so long, whatever, he, we won't have his full status. They're keeping that pretty close to the, to the vest as well. They, they listed him out pretty late last week, so I, I assume if he's going to be out again, we won't know until Friday. So keep an eye out on that. We'll have a fire drill for all of you guys so you guys can know. And then the last one for the wide receivers listed as questionable was, uh, is Corten Sutton, who actually participated a little bit today in practice. He actually almost played on Monday Night Football. They said he had one test to pass, and if he were to pass it, he could have suited up. So he was close to passing it, didn't pass it. So on a short week, still going to be questionable to see. But I think he'll end up playing. But, again, is it going to be on a limited snap count uh, going forward? Because if, if he does hurt that shoulder even worse, then, then they're screwed. up, break down, break down the tight end injuries we got here.
1: Yeah, tight end injuries, George Kittle. So uh, not practicing this week, like we said. Um, so Kittle owners, definitely something to be worried about. Uh, if you listen to our our waiver wire edition, and you need a, a tight end, uh, you know maybe go scoop up Dalton Schultz. Uh, Going to be taking over for Blake Jarwin out there could be a good a good come up. Um, but yeah, that's one that that you, that you got to be worried about if you're a, a George Kittle owner. And then obviously Blake Jarwin um, tearing his ACL, he's out for the year. Poor so he's now on IR. So. Uh, hopefully speedy recovery to to Blake Jarwin and uh, that'll wrap up the the key injuries for tight ends for this week
0: yeah so everyone again we're gonna give you all these they're gonna launch on Thursday for you of course but we're still gonna inform you it's still a lot of these people are gonna be questionable we're not gonna know full status until the end of the week but we will hit those up for you guys so you guys know to fix your lineups on Sunday
1: yeah. So yeah, like like Snow say, and you know, follow us on social media so you can you know follow our story. Get, set those notifications to on. You know, if if you're playing fantasy football, it, it, every second counts um, when it comes to setting up your lineups. And a lot of times. You know, some of these game time decisions can really screw your entire week over. If you look, say, 10 minutes before and you're like, OK, cool, he's still showing he's playing. And then literally minutes before the game starts, he gets, you know, pulled and he's not going to play. And all of a sudden you've got a guy in your lineup that's, you know, not going to play that week. So, you know, just just make sure you guys are paying attention. We'll be dropping all that information for you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Breda going into that Dude, I know everyone wants to know. It's why I had a I opened up my Rough Start IPA. Who is <laughs> one of your studs? To, tell me tell me a stud you have for for your Sunday Sunday games here. We we didn't have any on Thursday. Neither one of us were going to pick any fucking stud for Thursday night football. So, sorry yeah. guys.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely not. But I, I, I my, one of my studs for Sunday is going to be Raheem Mostert. Okay. So Raheem Mostert is going up against the Jets. He is projected to put up 13.96 points. I can guarantee you that he is going to put up a hell of a lot more than that. It's just so, crazy.
0: They're still sleeping on this dude. I don't
1: understand it. It's I mean, crazy. He puts up tons of points week, week in and week out it's the jets so they're gonna jump ahead and then they're just gonna pound the rock the rest of the day so he's gonna yeah. have opportunity literally all day long yeah um so expect a huge workload for moster this weekend and expect big 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 production um okay next up i okay. got next up i got uh david montgomery uh from the bears he's playing against the giants so last week, uh, you know, he wasn't even expected to play and came in and, and had a had a good game, um, and was used utilized pretty well. So uh, Cohen kind of worked into worked into his workload a, a little bit, but that was expected with him coming in. You know, not even expected to play. So um, I was extremely surprised with what he was able to accomplish last week, and he's going up against the Giants, who are absolutely horrendous. Who just yeah. let up over a hundred yards to a second string running back um in and, and Snell. So I, I can see Montgomery having a big day. He's only projected to put up eleven point nine three points. Yeah. And that's, that's in a PPR good pick. I mean I think he's gonna I think he's gonna put up tons. Yeah. Um, so those are gonna be my two my two picks that are gonna come out of Sunday.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh my my two studs that are coming out of Sunday are gonna be Heinz from from Indianapolis. Now, he, he's only got 13.39. Now, that's, I think, a, a little slap in the face there, especially coming off his big week. I don't know if they're just telling us that they think Jonathan Taylor is going to take that spot, but I, I think that Indy is going to be using him very well in the, in the pass game and being able to add that in a PPR league. I mean, you're talking about adding big points for what he did last week and I think he can do that and you're talking about going up against a Vikings defense that just got scorched by the Green Bay Packers so I I think that Phillip Rivers will be able to go in there spread the ball around as well as use his check down again we said it last episode 44% of his target rate goes to check downs to his running backs and that's Heinz's game right there. I think he'll end up getting more than that thirteen point three nine points. My second stud of the week is Dallas Goddard. Now I should have put Dallas Goddard, Goddard excuse me, uh, in this last week, but I got him started. He had nine targets, one touchdown. Now I think I think Wentz is gonna struggle against the Rams. Uh, it's just. I mean, you got you got Jalen Jalen Ramsey, right? I mean, he he's just an absolute stud. But I, I think Dallas Goddard is just going to be able to have a good week. He's only projected to get ten point six three points, and he was targeted nine times last week. So if he gets targeted that same amount of times, he only needs to gain forty yards for me to hit a, hit as a stud if he catches nine of those. Now, he caught eight of nine last week, so we'll see what he can do. But that that those are my two studs for for Sunday. Bryduck, hit us with your
1: duds. With my duds, we've got. See, you, you tricked me up here. I thought we were gonna go straight to the Monday stud, but okay. Oh my bad. Uh, so so duds, we got. Uh, I've got Saquon Barkley as my my number one dud, and if. You watched last week's game. The Giants' offensive line is just horrendous. Terrible. Um, And they've got Barkley projected to put up almost 20 points, 19.97 points against the Bears. Um, The Bears have a stellar defense, a rock-solid D-line, led by Cleo Mack and company. Um, I expect Barkley to have a very tough day. Uh, a, a fun stat that I read today, and I, uh, I urge all of you guys to go take a look, is Henry Ruggs right now has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley.
0: You're Jesus. welcome.
1: That's crazy.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. So, dropping I mean, dropping I, some
1: knowledge. I just think that it's not, it's not a knock on Barkley. We all know that he is an elite talent. He's just... In a very bad situation with a very bad offensive line, and to put up 20 points against a Bears defense seems like a really lofty expectation for me. Um, number two, I've got Kenyon Drake uh, going up against that Washington D line. We just talked about it. Uh, you know, they had eight sacks against Wentz last week, they were wreaking havoc. That D line has m- a ton of first round draft talent. Um, so, you know, Ken and Drake's projected to put up 19.19 points. Um, so again, another guy that's projected to put up almost 20 points against a D line that is, is very stout. So um, another one of those guys that I think it's a little bit of a lofty goal. And also the, the chase Edmonds um, eating into Drake's value there uh, you know, Edmonds, if, if you go look, you know, it was damn near 50, 50 out there. So it was, uh, you know, not Kenyon Drake just kind of taking over with the offense. Um, so, you know, and he did miss some camp time, and he did miss some some practices and, and things because he was injured. Um, but, I, you know, I, I that's one of those ones where I look at Drake, I look at the matchup, and I'm like, okay, that's that's one of those ones where I think you could be uh, expecting a lot more than what you'll probably end up getting. Um, yeah. And then l- lastly, I've got David Johnson. Um going up against the Ravens, the Ravens just shut down Nick Chubb. Um, you know, I, I, I see David Johnson going in, in into uh, that game and having a really tough time going up against that Baltimore defense. He's projected to put up 17.61 points. Um, you know, it, it's... It's kind of like he had that really, really good week one. So I think people are riding the high right now with David yeah. Johnson. Like he's back. Yeah. And I've been tricked before David Johnson. I've been tricked before. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once. Shame on you. What, how, what, what did Bush say? Fool me. Uh, uh, fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you that's, know, a, that's, you know that's the a good one. list for, for
0: duds there and. Going in into my duds, we, we kind of cross here with with the Saquon Barkley again. Not going to touch up on it, but 19.97 points against against that with that shitty ass line. I, I just don't don't see it as much as he struggled. Uh, another one is my second one, as high as we talked about him, and as much as I love the Fresno State native or alumni over here, uh, but Devonte Adams. 21.09 points is what he's projected to get. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. Now, it's because he
1: went off last weekend. It, it
0: is. It is. And and I'm, I'm not saying that Detroit's secondary is just going to be able to, to stop him, but I'm also thinking he's not going to score 21 points. I mean, that's a lot of points, and he's going to need to be able to replicate... The type of volume that he saw last week and seeing 15 to to 16 targets uh to to be able to to get to that number so that's my dud as well as my last one is scary terry now he's only projected to get 14.63 points but that arizona defense that that secondary is is good i mean now the Niners' offensive weapons for, for wide receivers obviously don't mean shit because as soon as they sign someone, the dude gets injured. They're injured? The, the first, <laughs> I don't know if they're signing them and they're already pre-injured or if they sign them and then as soon as they walk out of the building in Santa Clara, they injure themselves, whatever yeah, it may be. They're
1: like, has that guy got any injuries? No, I don't want him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean... It, they had the worst luck this offseason with, with signing wide receivers. For the last
1: few years, man, I the, the Niners have just been riddled with injuries. They just cannot catch a break.
0: No, they can't. No, they can't. So I, I think Scary Terry is going to have a, a struggling game uh, against them. I know they're going to target him, but I, I just don't. I don't think. I think Arizona has a good defense. I think they're going to come in and be able to, to shut that and shut him down to to slow that production. But those are our studs and duds of Sunday. I know we got one more coming up, but let's pause for a second and, and listen to to our sponsored ads here. If
1: you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game.
0: All right, coming back into it. I I know Bryduck has been excited about wanting to to talk about this section here. Monday Night Football. Bryduck, you have your Las Vegas Raiders playing at home. For the first time in Vegas against the New Orleans Saints. Are you excited?
1: Hell no. I just want to say, why did the NFL have to go and do that to us? That's messed up, man. I mean, (laughs) our first game in Vegas, and you got to put Drew Brees in the house? I mean, you couldn't have given us like a a Joe Burrow, a a Jimmy Mayfield... well i mean that Niners rivalry i wouldn't have wanted that to be the first one either because could you imagine <laughs> us Aww. losing to the niners for the very first game in vegas's house oh my goodness you'd never hear the end of it yeah you'd, you'd hear it, hear hear it. for Especially the rest of your life for with our friends life. hey remember who beat you guys for the very first time you guys ever played a game there yeah the niners um, so could lose abso- 10 seasons
0: in a row and they'd still, still give you shit
1: i i was just gonna say i don't care if they were oh and 15 you know and and came in i still wouldn't want it to happen so uh but you know all things said there you know i think there's an opportunity i think that the, the the raiders have a chance here um they have a very explosive offense as we all saw um josh jacobs is no joke the kid is a a a truckload you cannot take the kid down with your arms you cannot you you have to gang tackle this kid um you know he's breaking three four tackles every time he runs the ball i think last week he had the most broken tackles of any running back in the league with 10 um so he's he's a machine man the kid is a stud put up three touchdowns uh almost 100 yards on the ground uh A ton of yards receiving. So, you know, he's a a dual threat. So he's a guy that you got to look for there. Uh, Another guy to look for is going to be Henry Ruggs. Um, So if you watched the beginning of that last game against the Panthers, um, Gruden was making it a a huge emphasis to get Ruggs the ball any way he could. Smart. And like I said, he had more rushing yards than Barkley. So, you know, here's a receiver who was actually getting rushing yards because they were trying to get him the ball any way they could. He's a playmaker get the ball in his hands, see what he can do. Uh, it became an issue because he got kind of tackled a little funky there, messed up his ankle slash knee. Um, yeah. There wasn't really no real you know, uh, determination of what actually got injured. They kind of kept that hush-hush. Um, but Henry Ruggs has been interviewed after and said he's fine and he's gonna be fine. He's been practicing all week. He's not questionable. So sounds like it was just a little bit of a scare the way he was tackled. He came back in that game, um, but he just never got the ball again. Yeah, uh, I think th- I think they kind of just shied away from it. Like, hey, we'll just kind of use you out there as like a decoy and you know make them think that you're gonna go go deep and we'll just keep the ball on this side of the field.
0: Yeah, no, uh, absolutely.
1: Another guy to look for, obviously, is Darren Waller. So, you know, that's kind of the, the three-headed monster out there for the for the Vegas Raiders is going to be Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Henry Ruggs. Those are going to be the guys that you're going to be wanting to look at from the uh, from the Raiders' side. From now, New Orleans...
0: Now, that's going to be a true test for the Raiders. Playing, you're playing a Saints defense that is ranked pretty high and a little stingy when it comes to it or whatever. So, uh, they, they did do pretty decent... Uh, against Tom Brady so that'll be a true test for the for the Raiders and you'll be able to see uh, and if they play well then then you really know that you do have an explosive offense and it's something to get excited for now again if they do bad it's not something to get discouraged against because again the Saints defense is is no joke it's it's a good defense
1: yeah very good team Um, You know, and then with the Saints, you've got obviously Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be stepping in for Michael Thomas. Um, So huge, huge uh, DFS play. If you play DFS, he's going to be cheap. Um, And he's a guy that you'll want to be looking for. And and Kamara too. I mean, Kamara has an opportunity. So there's, there's there's a situation with our linebackers not being able to match up well with running backs who are kind of like those scat back running backs that catch balls out of the backfield um our linebackers really in in years past were never really built for that yeah now we've got Corey littleton he did a decent job against christian mccaffrey um so i you know i i don't know how that matchup's gonna work with Kamara, but I can still see Kamara having a having a hell of a day. And then Jared
0: um, Cook going against going against his old team. His old team.
1: So yeah, Jared Cook and and if you know anything or if you've listened to any of our episodes, if you paid any attention to any Raiders games, you know tight ends feast yes. against the Raiders. Yes. Um so if you are a Jared Cook owner this week, you can expect big points because he is going to be catching a lot of balls over the middle. I can guarantee you that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. No, that that was a, actually a good breakdown. I'm I'm kind of speechless. I don't really have have much to to feed off of that because you you
1: broke it down so well. How would you, you give us
0: your stud for Monday yes, night?
1: So, yes. So my stud is going to be the one person from the Saints that I didn't mention, which was Drew Brees. So you Drew waited Brees, for it for the perfect timing. Right I, ha- I had to wait for it because. Drew Brees is only projected to put up 23.81 points. That's crazy. Crazy. I mean, he's going to put up upwards of 30 points. <laughs> I, I, pro- I promise you. Our, our secondary is atrocious. Now, they're improved, they're, but we're a young secondary. Um, Abram looks great. Uh, he looks like he shows a lot of promise. Um, The kid was just all over the field. Did you see that hit he put against Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, that was a good one. Oh my goodness. I mean, he just makes everybody jump up off their seats. Everybody loves watching that kid play. Um, But, you know, we've got two young corners. We've got young secondary. So I, I can see Drew Brees just picking us apart. Um, you know, and I, I think it's gonna be a very methodical approach. A lot of, you know, just chunk plays down the field and I think Drew Brees is gonna feast.
0: Yeah, and and it's exactly why I have him as a as a stud as well here. Drew Brees, uh being being a stud, I just think again that's kind of crazy. I mean Teddy Bridgewater scored twenty one points against the Raiders defense last week. So are you really saying that Drew Brees can only score two more points than Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. And, I mean, you know Sean Payton. They could be up 40 points. Drew Brees is still going to throw the fucking ball. <laughs> yep. He, he don't care. He He's not going to go to, oh, well, we're just going to start running the ball to run that out the clock. No, he yeah. runs his offense from the first play to the last play. He don't
1: care. And, and you know that Swiss Army knife is going to be a uh, a little bit of an issue for us as well. So. Oh, yeah. I think Taysom Hill is going to have a, a hell of a day also. Yeah. he He's one of those guys that, you know, I know that that's why the Raiders went and drafted that kid, Lynn Bowden is because they wanted him to be that hill. Yeah. Uh, that That's what they were anticipating was a guy who could kind of be that slash player for them. Um, so he, he's another guy that I, I I'm always, you know, not for fantasy, you know, relevancy, because obviously he doesn't get a ton of opportunity, but um, He's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's kind of getting getting to the end of my my thirty two ounce seven point one percent rough start IPA by eighteen seventy Brewing Company out in Modesto, California. So Modesto, so, I know eighteen seventy <laughs> Brewing Company. It's actually perfect. Thank you for for getting me through my rough start of fantasy and bryduck hit us with those closing remarks
1: yeah if you're on social media instagram and youtube follow us at fantasy football bs on twitter follow us at fantasy fbbs on uh, all major podcast platforms spotify itunes google podcast podbean wherever you listen to your Podcast. You can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Uh, next episode will be next week, uh, next Wednesday. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. It'll be a, a week in review. Uh, we'll be going over our studs and studs and duds reviews and give you guys our waiver wire picks of the week. Um, again, huge thanks to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling. Uh, you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www dot aircareheatandcool.com they are servicing all the homes out there in the bay area and uh also a huge thanks again to the bay breakers and and all the sweet uh lids that they're dropping for all the the fans i know we've gotten like 20 25 people already get up in the uh, in the facebook group so if you haven't already get on facebook search bay breakers get in the game a lot of fun um I hope you guys have a great week, too. Go out there and kick some ass, and I hope you guys get to brag next week uh, when you guys go into the office. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, peace out.